Peace and blessings, you beautiful beings. <laughs> it's your girl Zane Spirit here on the Living in Spirit podcast. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. September is going by very, very quickly. Um, I am so, so grateful to be here. It seems like 2021 has just came and went. And some of the most transformational uh, months of my life have been this year. And I'm so grateful to share them on this podcast and through my platforms with you guys. I want to thank everyone who has joined in on my text-free service. Um, It is a free text service for you to have access to weekly readings, affirmations, all that good jazz. And if you want the number, it's in the description box, but I'm also going to say it here. It is 630, of course, the one at the front. 630-228-9846. I look forward to having you guys on my text service if you're not already. And if you are already, I want to thank you because just having that daily interaction, weekly interaction with so many of you is just phenomenal. I also want to take a moment to honor the wasp spirit. Um, I recently had uh, encountered the wasp spirit, which I had made a sound healing, which is available on souldriveglobal.com. And uh, during our ritual, the purpose alignment ritual that we had this past week, past two weeks, um, the spirit said, watch for the fly. And I... I thought they were talking about an actual fly, but (laughs) I was actually chanting in the middle of the ritual and the wasp came and sat next to me to listen to the chanting and uh, it was absolutely beautiful and I'm just honoring that relationship, that connection to protection and uh, continuously moving forward in purpose and having that guidance to do so. Um, and to adapt and create our homes wherever we need to go, recognizing that the home is within us. The home is within us. And that uh, whenever we apply ourselves to our purpose, it is always deeply rewarded. And I really love that. I love the messages that have been coming from the wasp spirit, as well as the other spirits. Of course, um, with all of their greatness, they definitely have been coming through. The birds the bees, the butterflies. Um, I'm eternally grateful to be a witness to the signs and to be present. So, so present. I do want to go ahead and go into an affirmation for you guys. I hope you follow along and you may want to listen back to this and write it down or say it after me or with me. However you feel comfortable, just allow this affirmation to permeate through you and uh, be a guiding force in your day. I allow myself to be silent. I allow stillness to enter into my space. I open the door to peace of mind and an overflow of calming energy. 
I am aware of myself and open to explore the depths of me that have been locked away without judgment. I accept these parts of me one at a time, one moment at a time. I am just being and perceiving in my sacred space. Mm. Go ahead and take a deep breath with that. Allow your belly to expand. Feeling that breath moving in your womb space, your solar plexus. Allow it to be home and gently release. Letting go of fear and doubt as you exhale the breath. You're doing amazing. I certainly have enjoyed uh, so many of our guest podcasts uh, this this year and of course last year. Living in Spirit is actually coming up on the two-year mark and I'm really grateful for that. The two-year mark will be at the beginning of December and that's why I said September is going very quickly. Um, and I want to talk about the seasons and cycles that I have noticed that take place in my life and maybe it will also spark some awareness for your own cycles and seasons. And one of those seasons uh, and cycles that I'd like to speak on is the fasting cycle, fasting season. Um, I'm actually day 19 uh, into, it'll actually be day 25 when you hear this podcast. Um, but day 19 of my 30 day fast, and I have been fasting from social media, from food. I've had herbs, water, juices, um, really just focusing on my body every single day, purging, releasing. And I noticed that, um, I have these cycles of fasting and I fast regularly from a lot of different things. And I know I've spoke on this before where, you know, uh, we've talked about it in the podcast with Azani, how discipline, fasting is such a crucial aspect of discipline and it brings clarity into our lives. And it brings an open channel for us to be able to uh, live in spirit and to, you know, be guided in our purpose, you know, by ourselves, by our divine by our divinity, living in that divinity, and um, helping us to more easily integrate our divinity into this human experience, uh, this flesh and blood experience. And so I find fasting to be one of my most important key elements to uh, my lifestyle. And I have for quite a quite a while. (laughs) I started um, intermittent fasting in 2018. And um, I was only doing like 24 hours, 48 hours a week, um, just doing intermittent fasting here and there or waiting until 12 to eat, you know, at noon. Um, Different things to allow my body to just heal, to have a break, a rest, to process um, for the clarity, for the focus to be maintained in my alchemical 
container, which is this vessel, (laughs) which I'm always alchemizing in, you know, and I think when we look at our body as an um, alchemical container or an alchemizing container, we need a few things to alchemize. We need the energy and the focus, the intention, as well as the container in which we are shifting that energy in. And so oftentimes uh, that container is our consciousness. You know, sometimes it's our vessel. It just depends on where, whatever the focus is, whatever the intention is, whatever we're doing. And so being able to open up the vessel to alchemize the materials that you already have. So like when I'm doing fat transference or releasing energy from my fat in my body uh, from trauma or fear or neglect or shame, you know, all things that I felt as a child and I've been doing a lot of inner child healing during this fast as well, which has been absolutely stunning, amazing, brilliant. I love it so much. Um, But Whenever we take what we already have and we set that intention, um, if we're not putting anything else on top of it or if we're not distracting ourselves with other things, it makes it so much easier, so much simpler to hone in on that focus, hone in on that consciousness to um, and to direct that consciousness with visualization and, and energy work, energy healing. And I talk about this, actually, if you are a subscriber to my newsletter on souldriveglobal.com or even to the tech service that I just mentioned, you have a a password to go into a place on the website called The Sacred Space. In The Sacred Space, I post like a lot of different spirit wisdom, uh, techniques, recipes, things like that. And... One of the things that is one of my most commonly asked for things is the energetic BBL, where I'm transmuting or moving the fat in my body to different parts, or I'm transmuting, or I'm even elevating muscle in my body. I'm working on visualization. Um, A lot of these things are part of the alchemizing process, and I'm getting deeper and deeper into it. So what you see on my website is actually uh, the beginning taste of it, (laughs) like where I started with this, but I know that it will be a guiding force to, you know, uh, addressing why we hold on to so much weight in our body or, um, why we are, you know, like whether it's the fat on our body or dis-ease in our organs, you know, like if, If you don't hold weight, but you instead develop tumors or cysts, you can also use these methods to address what is going on in the body. You know, it doesn't matter. Energy work and energy healing, a lot of these techniques, there's so many, but a lot of these techniques, um, as they're spirit-led, a lot of them have the basis of that alchemical container and visualization recognizing and aware awareness you know awareness of what it is so if i um so as i am on this 30-day fasting i'm also uh cannabis free right now a month and a half in and it'll be about two months by the time that i finish my fast and i just wanted to be clear you know 
and some of the most miraculous things have been happening within this 19 days so far. And so I wanted to go through some of the detoxing process and what is, you know, what has surfaced in this time. And I know that even more is going to surface in the next 11 days, um, even more so than what this podcast will, you know, dive into. But I wanted to give the tidbits and really speak that truth because I feel like you know, we talk about fasting, we talk about detoxing, we talk about being a clear vessel, but what does that really mean? What does the detoxing process really include? Um, and of course, it's different for everyone. So I think that's why a lot of people shy away from talking about what that means. Um, but we don't have to be shy about our different experiences. Uh, we're reflections of one another. And my experience my experience very may well guide you into an understanding of your own, even if it's not the same experience. Or you might learn from my experience and not have to go through it. Or you might reach understanding um, in a different experience of your own and share that. And then, bam, I've got a perspective. You know, like that's the beauty of seeing spirit in every single thing. When you can learn from every single encounter find and recognize the purpose in every single conversation, every single meeting, um, share the significance of sharing truth, you know, our truths, our experiences, our, our uh, purpose, the way that we have perspective in navigating life, no matter what level it's on, it can release and provide some sort of knowledge or wisdom to someone else. I'm going to take a little sip of water. So here's some ASMR for y'all. Thank you to the spirit of water for nourishing my throat and my cells and my body. Yes, just being intentional with everything you do is so powerful. Um, And that's why fasting is important because it really forces you to not distract yourself. And I... Uh, I notice when I'm fasting from food, um, I also fasted from social media because I recognize that I get on, you know, like there's different levels to escapism (laughs) and you don't really know those parts of yourself until you have to face them, right? Like it's all underlying. So until you starve the point of distraction, you don't recognize your pattern, of escapism until you have to face it, until you go into another form of escapism and another one, which is why I was not smoking cannabis. That's why I was not on social media. Um, I did spend a little bit too much time on Pinterest, but in my defense, I was actually getting together the recipe book, which I'm super excited to share with you guys soon. Um, I'm thinking by the end of this year, but as I've said before, I'm not giving any definites on the recipe book yet, yet, simply because (sighs) there's over 120 recipes so far, guys. I don't know. I don't know if (laughs) I'm going to do multiple books or not. I think I am. Um, but yeah, I'm just letting it be spirit led. I'm letting the recipe books be spirit led. I have been finding a lot of inspiration, you know, like cooking and uh, alkaline food and creating recipes is such a passion of mine. 
And I found myself, uh, you know, coming into the topic of moderation. And that is such a major important topic to integrating the spirit into the into the worldly experience is that moderation is key you know like if we're doing something and we're exalting that it becomes abuse like you know any any good thing any too much of a good thing becomes a bad thing i feel like uh, i don't know if that's how the saying goes but it's something similar to that and i really have been sitting with that message that um you know, moderation is so important. And so even with my recipes, and I had to take Pinterest off of my home screen and be like, okay, I'm only going to dedicate a certain amount of time to this. Um, And, you know, then spirit was like, don't just be looking up recipes from other people and, you know, uh, getting all this inspiration, go ahead and put that work and that focus into actually building the recipe book. Um, because I have all these recipes and still have to format them, right? So uh, I, a part of me had been escaping <laughs> having to do that, you know, or, um, you know, making sure that I'm journaling. Uh, I love what Jim and Elle said in our last interview about savers. She gave us this wonderful acronym that I keep on my whiteboard now that says uh, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And I actually use this every day where I'm journaling, I'm reading a little bit, I'm doing a little bit of stretching, yoga. If I'm exercising, I'm only exercising in my mind because uh, that's a part of visualization and your muscles don't know the difference between physical activity and mental activity. Um, <laughs> and then visualization, all of the things that, uh, are in my life and, um, you know, hearing the wind in my brand new built home, uh, making uh, coffee for the ancestors and bringing fresh eggs from my beautiful chicks to the to the shrine you know like being very descriptive in the visualization of things um affirming over my life every single day i am wealthy i'm grounded secure i am 100 percent safe and trusting i am trustworthy in my space you know i'm trusting to have discernment for the people and opportunities that present themselves in my life and of course sitting in silence so i have been taking out my headphones more often um, when i'm walking and just listening to the sounds of nature um and you know like there has my ego has had some some reluctance you know i feel like people don't talk about um (laughs) this like the ego has so many different layers and um i was just reading something that was talking about how the ego will disguise itself as the spiritual guru or we have spiritual ego at some point and um that's very much so true like we have to check where our ego is coming in and make sure that we're not coming in as something that's just righteous against others you know like the only judgment that we have is against ourselves and so yeah uh, my ego a part of uh, a part of me was jealous of me (laughs) an old part of me was jealous of this new version of me that is thriving and successful and that was interesting that was an interesting 
um, evaluation because I was coming into my meditate and I've been meditating um, just consistently more and more, more time for meditation as well um, as I've been on this fast and in this silence. And I kept seeing this shadow. I was like, who is this? You know, and I, I was identifying, like, you know, asking it who it was. And it was saying it was me. And I was like, is this playing tricks on me? You know, and I had to sit with my ancestors, sit with my higher self. And it had to be addressed um, that this was a part of me that was didn't want to see me win. <laughs> It didn't want me to win because it wanted its version of itself um, to be successful. And I had to reassure it that it already was. And that it needs to see that I am the evolved version of it. And I'm not jealous of anyone else. I'm not, I don't hold jealousy in my heart. I don't hold jealousy in my mind of others, you know. So for me to have a, an interesting perspective in place on, you know, seeing it just cry out for help, like, you know, and then also addressing teenage me and like partly, you know, addressing myself in leadership which has been very important as we're, you know, talking about creating communes and buying land and, you know, uh, having sacred ceremonies and speaking with the elders and doing ancestral energy healing. All of these things, you know, they come with responsibility. And sometimes that responsibility is intimidating. It's intimidating. But really, we don't realize that that responsibility is just um, you know, trusting ourselves, trusting who we are, remembrance of who we are. Mm, thank you to this water. But remembering who we are and, you know, recognizing that fear, we have to see ourselves bigger than fear, taller than fear. Um, you know, like, I feel like we'll, there will always be some sort of doubt or fear. And that is inevitable. But what is what else is inevitable is how we can triumph. Like our our will to triumph over fear and to just do the things that are called to us, that is even more powerful. And it really takes calling our power back to us and being like, fear, you can't have this. This ain't for you. This ain't what, what you thought it was, you know? And of course, to be loving in that aspect. Like, I understand your fear because I understand where you come from, you know? And if you don't know where your fear comes from, sit with that fear. Ask ask it, where, why are you fearful? Um, you know, like, I recognize that in fasting, like I said, we have to face the deepest parts of ourselves, and that is what scares most people in fasting, um, aside from, you know, physical detoxing symptoms, so, um, I'll actually go into that in a moment, but, you know, like, people facing themselves, facing the truth of themselves, being honest with themselves is... It is a little rough, 
it's a little rough. Like, I give myself a moment to be like, mm, I, I don't want to face it. And then I'd be like, mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> because I choose greatness over fear. I choose my purpose over fear every time. I choose myself, my divinity over fear. And that's really the only thing. Like, I make it simple. I'm not going to make my fear complex, you know, a complicated thing. I'm going to find the root of that fear. I'm going to go into whatever memory or whatever instance brought me into that fear. And a lot of that had to do, like a lot of my fears personally had to do with, you know, uh, growing up being told that I wasn't going to be these great things or that my dreams and visions were too, too grand. I was told that I, I was too grand my my thoughts were too grand and that deterred me at some points but I still overcame that fear you know and it brought me into creating an online radio when I was 16 in 2011 it's actually 10 years ago now <laughs> which seems really wild um, but that that was the rise of my first business and even then I was training people who were older than me, um, how to do radio, how to host, how to work the, the database, how to promote, you know, I learned everything myself. And then I taught it to a team and I managed a team. And a lot of my fear stemmed from a lot of people feeling like that I was not good enough to be a leader because I was so young. And I ain't gonna lie, I was way behind the ears. You know, I just did I did what I thought was best, but there, of course, there was drama and, you know, a lot of disrespect along the way. And so that pitted a lot of, like, it buried a lot of fear in being a leader. It buried a lot of fear in teaching others. Um, and so I've had to address that version of me and address that, you know. I mean, of course, that's very multi-layered from parental to school to the radio um to coming into you know oh you can't go to that school and you know having to fiend for myself in school and you know a lot of it was structured on independence and being self-sufficient basically and when you are self-sustaining working as a community is overwhelming sometimes but I recognized that I needed to first understand self. I had to first understand what I could do in order to know what I could contribute. Um, because if you don't know what you bring to the table, anybody can tell you anything. <laughs> and I sincerely mean that. So if anyone can tell you anything, if anyone can tell you who you are, like you lost in the sauce at that point, baby. <laughs> You lost in the sauce and, you know, anybody can tell you who you are and what you stand for. And it creates a lot of complex, it creates a lot of complex emotions and confusion. And uh, I was in that confusion at, at some point in my life. And I'm thankful that I am no longer in that space. And every space that I am in now is created by love, for love, with love, as love as I am love. Um, 
And so I am grateful for outgrowing that. And then when you realize that love is infinite, it is ever flowing. Love encompasses a community naturally. And it it naturally attracts your people. It naturally attracts the divine beings around you. It naturally attracts other masters of their own will and their own understanding and love. And I find that so beautiful to rise up, especially in that recognition of fasting and being a clear vessel that, you know, this is a lot of this time I take for private time. A lot of this time I take for solo time and addressing me. Um, And uh, I recognize that in realizing that my fear of being in a community is actually quite small in the face of love. (laughs) Fear cannot really, it can't withstand love. Fear cannot live in love. And so it will never succeed there. And so as long as I continue to love myself and allow the everlasting divinity and flow of love to come through me and everything that I am, and as long as I surrender to that love, there is no fear here. And there is always community of love. There is always, uh, you know, and, and like to bring those two together, like, I recognize that the balance or rather harmony because balance is something that I'm still now I am in a place of questioning what is balance (laughs) Um, instead of harmony because harmony is a lot different than balance. And I mean, I guess some people could say they are one in the same. I'm going to leave that up to you to decide. Um, But I am incorporating harmony into all aspects of my life and seeing what that what that looks like. And in incorporating harmony in my life in every aspect, it requires, you know, the understanding that love is is the driving direction and intention and it just is. So when you're out here being love and embodying love and recognizing the divinity that you are, there is no other outcome (laughs) and your entire world changes. My life did a whole 360 and it continues to do so as I speak life and intention over my every moment and I embody that. I love that... (laughs) I love that so often in these fasting cycles, I come back to the center of this love piece. I come back to the truth that love is. I come back to the love that I am. And it's not that I ever left the love that I am, but it's it's like a profound understanding and deep realization, a deep gratitude for that love. It's a deep um, infinite overpour. And, you know, something else I noticed during this cycle, not only have, you know, I've come back into this inner child healing and, you know, I'm continuing the, the shape of how I'm manifesting my body to look and I'm releasing all of this, uh, energy that has been stored in my cells and I'm, I am healed, you know, like, I say healing so that we understand that 
you know, I'm taking one moment at a time. But I speak that I am healed over my body every single day. And I speak that I am wealthy over my life every single day. And that's something that I've recognized. Um, like I am love, I am healed, I am healthy, I am wealthy, uh, I am grounded, I am safe, I am secure, I am I am trusting. I speak my truth. I allow spirit to work through me. I'm in gratitude for all things. You know, like the things that the, the inner self-dialogue is so important. And I'm recognizing that the strongest manifesting power is through the way that you view your life, the way that you interact in that inner dialogue. And it's not that I don't have like distracting thoughts. I think people may uh, misunderstand me there when I say, you know, I'm very focused with my intention and I am. But even I recognize where I can improve in that. So I'm, you know, doing that. I'm doing that. I'm focused. I'm taking out the distractions. I'm doing my journaling. I'm actualizing, you know, my visualization by the things that I say. And something that I noticed in every single fast that I have done, actually, um, large sums of money and opportunity and wealth and especially this fast like generational wealth is among me and it's because i embody that generational wealth it's because i respect myself and see my value and my worth and in that in that alone is truly the the driving force and power that's the power to shift your manifestations from you know waiting of course Patience is definitely the virtue, <laughs> but being cur courageous enough um, or having the courage to start speaking over your life as if you have everything that you envision is truly a gift. Like you begin to receive so much faster at this ex exponential rate. And of course, like the drifting thoughts will come. But how you deal with those drifting thoughts, you know, do you get frustrated with yourself or are you patient and are you kind? Do you take time to observe those thoughts? Do you take time to see like what are the root of those thoughts? You know, like I ask myself a lot, like where does this thought come from? Where is this stemming from? Where is this fear located in my body? And I'll often feel like little temporary pains or aches or sensations or tingling, wherever the, the energy is, right? And I'm just communicating with my intuition. I'm just communicating with myself. And I have all the answers within me, as do you, you know, but when I recognize I'm not going to beat myself up for drifting thoughts. What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to take the time to get to know where these thoughts stem from and what part of me is either in fear or is, you know, having anxiety. Because a lot of the drifting thoughts that I have dealt with in my very much so Gemini Mercury placement <laughs> and, uh, ever rapid fire mind um is that 
a lot of my thoughts come from scenarios that I make up in my head. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us do this. So I'm saying this to say that you can overcome them. And something that really helps me to overcome these thoughts is not only do I address them with kindness and with love, but I'm patient with finding the root cause and then I transmute the energy of the root cause. So if I recognize that I'm creating a, a scenario out of anxiety, I'm going to say, okay, where, what's the first time I felt anxiety like this? And of course, ever since I was little, I used to make up uh, scenarios or conversations. I would like play out conversations in my head so that I wouldn't feel uh, put on the spot or silly for certain things that would happen in my life. And that visualization and conversation in the inner dialogue is very much so a manifestation. And of course, not all of my conversations have come to life that same way because they were fear-based and rooted. And I'm grateful for the protection that <laughs> I have always had in my life for that. Um, but what I recognize is that there's power in that, right? There's power in where our, our attention lies. And so the quicker I can catch it, the more aware of myself that I am, the faster I will catch this ongoing dialogue or this anxiety or, you know, this inner dialogue that is not contributing to the creation of the life that I choose. And so then I start addressing it. So I go back to the inner child, obviously, and I'm thinking the, the first memory that comes to mind, you know, it doesn't even have to be the inner child, but for me, that's what it is. So for you, it might be 20 year old you or 18 year old you or 36 year old you, you know, it doesn't matter what age I say the inner child, because that's where a lot of my anxiety stems from, uh, or the anxiety that I have experienced. It, I have no possession of anxiety and none of us should claim any of this dis-ease within our body and our mind, right? So it's not my anxiety. See, y'all, I'm correcting as I go because I'm so used to putting it in terms where others can other understand. And a lot of this conversation I don't have with other people. So saying it aloud, even on this podcast, it has me like, Ooh, let me go ahead and shift that. And that's a, te that's a teaching learning moment that I feel like we can all, you know, utilize in our life. But, you know, the, the anxiety that I have experienced uh, in this life and this experience is that, you know, it's centered around the childhood. So I go back to the inner child and I let them know that, you know, your voice is heard and that you have time to process things. Take one breath at a time, breathe it in, understand that stressing about what is to come or make shifting conversations in your mind will not serve you in this moment. And that worrying about what people will think about you, if you don't know the answer immediately, that's, it's not your concern because their judgments are of themselves and not you, right? So like, that's a lot of the inner dialogue that I have with the inner child about anxiety and about breathing and taking a deep breath, letting, letting them know that I am there for them and letting them know that they are not alone. 
and that they do not have to uh, feel pressured to have things quickly in this microwave society. And the inner child definitely understands that if you explain it to them. <laughs> A lot of us have been treated like we were dumb as kids. And that's why we don't see ourselves of, with value um, crazy enough. And that's just a lot of society's perspective is that, oh, kids won't understand this. And the truth is kids very much so understand things that they are explained, you know, or kids may not understand in, in its full entirety, but they can grasp concepts and they can grasp um, big things that we deem too big for them. So really the limitations that we put on kids is within ourselves. <laughs> It's within our own inner child that is limited. And so therefore we have to strip that limitation away from ourselves and see the brilliance of our children. Um, and so definitely taking note of that as, as we move forward and so many of these brilliant children are coming into households that are more spiritually active and spiritually guided and disciplined in the spirit you know, so like, that's really beautiful. And I take note of parenting and inner child work a lot in that way. But back to the wealth aspect. So, you know, like, I go back to these thoughts that I'm having. And after I address it, and after I nurture whatever part of me is going through that, I transmute that energy. So I say I'm transmuting this anxiety into strength. I'm transmuting this into love. I'm transmuting this into power, whatever I want to transmute it into. And then from that point on, if that thought keeps popping up in my head, I will put a bubble around it in my mind. Like I will encapsulate whatever I see or hear. And I envision it being, you know, I, I move it out of my mind. And I literally see myself moving this bubble out of my mind. And I say, I'm releasing this thought from this point forward. And I continue to do that. You know, it may take some practice. Um, and I do it quite often, especially when I'm on social media, I will hear like my clear audience taps in to people. And if I don't have my portals closed, sometimes I'll hear conversations of other people and I'll be like, wait a minute, this ain't even my voice. Whose voice am I hearing? And then, you know, I will encapsulate that voice or I will transmute that energy, whatever is being shown to me, you know, I'll find, I'll focus my attention and I'll say, what is the energy of this and what am I meant to do with it? You know, so like discernment definitely comes into play with that as we are elevating our abilities and recognizing who we are in that remembrance. Um, a lot of our abilities are elevating and sometimes that can be a little overwhelming. So the fast brings in this clear channel and, you know, back to the wealth portion is that, you know, if I recognize that I am really paying attention to thoughts that don't serve me, I'll go back into my affirmations. I'll go back into envisioning, you know, visualization of the life that I'm creating. I will envision uh, how the wind feels in my hair in certain places or, you know, how the fire looks 
during our ceremonies, you know, or like I said before, just the whole envisionment process uh, is so key and so powerful. And I speak it over my life as if I already have it because I do. I already have everything that I uh, that I envision. It is already within uh, my reality. And so the quicker that we start shifting that you know, I want, I want, I want to, I am in gratitude for, I am in gratitude for, I am in gratitude for. That is when we stop this looping cycle of lack. And, um, you know, like when we recognize our power, when we recognize our worth, who we are, when we respect ourselves, like wealth is a part of us and wealth is a very respectable energy. It is a very uh, respected energy, right? And so if you don't respect yourself, wealth doesn't respect you. Like the universe, it, it responds to, to you. So like creating and cultivating a relationship with wealth, what I have recognized is that the more that I value myself and am in remembrance of who I am, the more the money opportunities and generational wealth surface and they just multiply. They circulate. Everything I spend circulates to me. And a lot of that inner dialogue is not just about wealth, you know, like even on my fast, uh, just harnessing the disciplinary aspect of myself, you know, uh, coming into, I had this really great experience. I was, I always have like a lot of mental energy on my fast, but sometimes my body is like, Ooh, I'm tired, but I can't go to sleep. So I was attempting to take a nap one day this past week and this beautiful alignment happened. And I was like, you know what? It was like a midday nap, y'all. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up and go outside and go walk. And maybe that will like, you know, that's, that, that good raw will give me <laughs> uh, what I need to sleep and rest well or recharge my energy for me to continue on with the day. So I'm walking past the bookstore that I always frequent and I go inside. I'm drawn to go inside. You know, I haven't been in there in quite a while because I just go in whenever spirit leads me to. And I was browsing in the medical section as I always do. And recently my chiropractor gave me a recommendation for this textbook and they have like a lot of resold textbooks and things. So I go in there and I'm looking for the textbook on anatomy and I see this other book that I had been looking for. It was huge. It was uh, The Complete Human Body, and it had like a CD to it. And then I was like, yes, this is a great find. It wasn't even like expensive at all. And then right underneath it, I see a uh, a book on a coloring book for anatomy. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. I am a very visual learner. So if I can see it, I'll remember it. So I got the coloring book and then I turn over to my left and there is this book uh, called Medical Medium. And it's by this guy that I had seen previously back in 2018, which is 
when I first started fasting, by the way, so that's that's how important these cycles are, right? So I saw this documentary back in 2018 about this guy who is a medical medium, and, he, and we do very similar work, but he's very gifted. And um, he can just tell, like, what's wrong, like, what dis-ease is in the body, and what you need to do about it. So I, I'm skimming through it, and he's talking about Lyme's disease, and autism, and all of the things that I'm really interested in medically. So I was like, yes, I am getting this book too. Y'all, my total came out to 4141, and I said, this is really divine. <laughs> and it was it was meant for me. It was meant for me. Like, I'm so grateful that I didn't go to sleep and I couldn't go to sleep. And Spirit just told me, like, get up and go to this bookstore. And, like, that's how alignment works. And so, like, the resources are always being made available to me. Like, whatever I say, whatever I speak into my life, it comes into fruition. And very quickly, very quickly, it took me a while. I've been manifesting for years. And it wasn't until I shifted my mindset and started doing this deeper work for the manifestations to come, you know, and, and for me to just flow into them with such ease. And that's truly uh, beautiful. Like, I'm so grateful for the life that I live um, and how love is the only possibility for me. And love literally circulates in all things. And I was just elated. I wasn't even tired anymore after I got those books. I was like, this is the recharge that I needed. You know, so this fast has also been bringing me full circle into learning. You know, I love medicine. We're doing AHI, um, the Ancestral Energy Healing Initiative, which is based around um Right now, our focus is herpes and HPV. So, you know, we're over halfway through and we're seeing miraculous results, you know. And I know that this medical path is for me. And something else that I was speaking on as far as like the fast um, was recognizing that the things that have been on my vision board for this year majority of them have come into fruition a good portion of them have already come into place and like from my body to the land to you know like just my medical path being opened up uh, for soul drive being successful i'm working on another book so that was on there you know like so much has surfaced and I'm just so grateful to be in this space but I wanted to say this that these cycles definitely come into play like because when you can recognize the cycles in your life you can recognize you know where you're at it's like a checkpoint and of course there you know will be moments where you phase out of cycles and you move into a new cycle just like seasons everything has a season and a reason and I really believe that. So I recognize that my fasting seasons are for awareness and channeling, healing, uh, or, you know, healed, healed work. <laughs> and um, just, you know, recentering, refocusing on the love piece and taking time for myself. 
So I'm, I've been very, very much so enjoying this time. But uh, on the physical side of things, briefly, I wanted to talk about, I have had some detox symptoms. Um, like there is a, a, a small surfaced bump on my index finger on the right hand. It's just... It's just chilling. <laughs> it's chilling. And then I, of course, had a few breakouts on my arms where I can tell that parasites are leaving my body. Um, I have recognized a few dizzy spells, uh, definitely drinking more water, taking more rest breaks. Um, I minimized my work schedule to two days outside of AHI. AHI, I do five days uh, or four days out of the week. So, you know, like that was really bringing me into a place of of harmony, <laughs> a place of harmony in my life and what I needed during this time. And man, the downloads, everything that has been coming forth is mm, so delicious. But yeah, I did start dry brushing because when I recognized that parasites were coming out of my body and my skin was having a few issues with that. I started dry brushing and that really helped to release uh, the old dead skin and just to, you know, refresh and open up all the space for my lymph nodes to work, my lymphatic system. <laughs> uh, if you guys are not into anatomy, I strongly, uh, like, strongly suggest just getting to know the human body more because why be in this vessel and not know anything about it, you know? Um, and it's really fascinating. I feel like everybody should know a little bit about the systems that work in your body and what what helps them to work, what helps them to function. And listening to your body, because the cells in your body will talk to you. <laughs> they will tell you. But... Yeah, I just wanted to put that suggestion out there. Um, the the no the less sleeping aspect. I have been uh, astral traveling every night, and I have been waking up very tired. Um, so I have been sleeping more or resting more throughout the day, which I astral travel regularly all the time anyway. But just the fast is bringing forth. Um, a lot more subconscious dreams, especially at the beginning of the fast, which it was, uh, that was a first for me during this. So I'm grateful for that. And, uh, that's been helping me to address subconscious things that have been hiding. So I'm grateful for that. And then I've also been connecting with a lot of people in the dream uh, realm and being able to assist them in messages that they needed to hear. So, like, just trust that spirit is going to always give you the message. <laughs> spirit is going to always give you what you need. Like, your higher self is always working in your divine good, uh, your highest favor. And, yeah, I that was really the, the gist of a lot of my detox symptoms. And just being at so much peace. I'm at peace, y'all. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm at more peace than I was prior, and I thought I was pretty peaceful, <laughs> but it just gets deeper and deeper. I wanted to go ahead and wrap up here and say that you are love, you are divine, 
And I thank you, Reflection, for listening to this podcast and bringing forth all of this amazing, uh, beautiful energy into our collective and into yourself. And thank you for sharing sacred space with me. I love you. The divine loves you always. And we will be chatting soon.